Hello, my name is Melissa Barnett. Welcome to Clearly KC, the podcast about keratoconus, brought to you by the National Keratoconus Foundation. It is my pleasure to introduce Mary Pruden to share more about NKCF. Mary, tell us a little bit about NKCF and how it got started. Well, thank you, Dr. Barnett. I'm the Executive Director of National Keratoconus Foundation, or NKCF, as she said. We're an outreach program of the ophthalmology department at the University of California, Irvine. NKCF is the oldest and the largest organization that is devoted to educating patients keratoconus and raising public awareness. We've got a number of ways that we do this. We've got a website that I hope people will visit nkcf.org. We've got a newsletter, we do webinars, blogs, and we're on social media. I'm so thrilled that tonight we're starting a new vehicle for outreach, and that's our podcast called Clearly KC with Dr. Melissa Barnett. Take a moment and tell our listeners a little bit about you because you'll be too shy to tell them how accomplished you are. Dr. Melissa Barnett is at the University of California, Davis. She's an internationally known speaker, researcher, and author. She has a long history of working with patients affected by all sorts of cornea diseases, but especially keratoconus. So she's going to be diagnosing and treating this eye disease. And since Dr. Barnett has one of the biggest Rolodexes in all of eye care, she's going to be calling in her colleagues, other doctors, patients, family, industry leaders, all sorts of people who are in this field, and she'll be talking about their interests and their accomplishments. There's no one better equipped to host Clearly KC. Well, thank you, Mary, for the kind introduction. It is such an honor to host the Clearly KC podcast with NKCF. Our goal is to share information to help you manage your keratoconus seek out the best treatment options, and live a full and productive life. But really, clearly, KC is for everyone, patients, family members, and professionals interested in learning more about keratoconus. The idea for this podcast came up to answer the many questions that come up about keratoconus. This includes questions from patients who may have just gotten a diagnosis to eye care practitioners who want to know about the latest studies and treatment options, such as genetic testing for keratoconus or corneal collagen cross-linking that has shown promise in slowing down the condition. The management of keratoconus has dramatically changed over the years with the introduction of cross-linking, which is to slow or halt disease progression. And we have learned about the importance to diagnose and manage keratoconus as early as possible. In the Clearly KC podcast, we will discuss all sorts of things, including specialty contact lenses and surgical options, and so much more. However, keratoconus management is much more than treating the cornea. There are many questions that come up about school, work, life, and more. Successful keratoconus management is a collaborative effort amongst all sorts of different types of practitioners, including eye care practitioners. 
Well, Dr. Barnett, perhaps we should start with the elephant in the room. What is keratoconus? Keratoconus is characterized by non-inflammatory progressive corneal thinning on the front of the eye. There's steepening anectasia or corneal irregularities that can occur both on the front of the eye and posterior aspects of the cornea. This can result in significant visual impairment. Keratoconus is really a complex genetic condition with many different associations, including eye rubbing, atopy, eczema, dermatitis, asthma, sleep apnea, Down syndrome, Marfan syndrome, and other connective tissue disorders. Fortunately, with advanced imaging techniques of the cornea and also genetic testing, we're able to diagnose keratoconus earlier than we ever have before. Who gets the disease? There are many different people that can get the disease. There are environmental factors. There are different uh, conditions that keratoconus is more prevalent. And we've really learned that the prevalence of keratoconus has increased so much over the years. So keratoconus can be present in even young children, but most commonly in those who are adolescents or early 20s those who are changing glasses prescriptions and contact lens prescriptions all the time, those that have the other risk factors as well. So we're learning a lot more about this condition as time goes on. Yeah. Do we have a handle on it or are we still learning more? In over 20 years of practice, I've learned so much about keratoconus and yet there is so much more to learn. I look forward to hosting a wide variety of guests to discover more about the intricacies of keratoconus. That's one of the reasons I'm so excited about doing the Clearly KC podcast. Dr. Barnett, I know there are some myths about keratoconus. What are some of the misunderstandings that you're going to be addressing? There are so many myths about keratoconus. A common one is that a corneal transplant is always needed for the condition, but in fact, there are many different types of specialty contact lenses that can be fit to avoid corneal transplantation. There are multiple studies supporting this, even in advanced KC, that demonstrate the benefit of specialty contact lenses. Another really common myth that we've talked about a lot is corneal cross-linking that it's like refractive surgery and can eliminate the need for glasses and contact lenses. And for those who are just hearing this term for the first time, corneal cross-linking combines the use of ultraviolet light and riboflavin or vitamin B2 drops to stabilize the cornea. Cross-linking is very successful to stabilize the cornea. However, it does not eliminate the need for glasses and contact lenses. And the final myth that we're going to cover in the Clearly Casey podcast is the keratoconus personality. This has been talked about over the years time and time again. And in this podcast, we will debunk this myth as well. I know that you have written some articles on the subject of the Casey personality. So we've got the expert here who can talk about it. I'm certainly going to look forward to hearing you share your own knowledge about this and to bring in experts that you've worked with. I understand that you want this podcast to present materials that patients and their family members, as well as the vision and medical professionals and people in industry will find informative. Let's wrap up today 
podcast with some of the topics that you're going to be exploring and that you are working on with some of our upcoming guests. Excellent. Some of the topics that we plan on covering on the Clearly Casey podcast, there's so many and I would love your feedback, but what are newly diagnosed patients and parents, what do they need to know? The patient experience, mental wellness and KC, genetics, Down syndrome, contact lens selection, the connection between KC and other conditions like mitral valve prolapse or sleep apnea, dry eye, allergies, atopy, testing and the meaning of your test results. What do you do with that? New treatments such as unique special intraocular lenses for KC, combining refractive surgery with cross-linking, new cross-linking techniques like epi-on versus epi-off, cataract and or glaucoma surgery with KC, what is a clinical trial and why to participate, and advocacy, including communicating with insurance companies to get your contact lenses covered as medically necessary, and so much more. But I would really love to hear what topics you are interested in please message us on the NKCF website, leave a note. We'd love to hear your feedback about topics that you would like to hear. We are certainly looking forward to learning more about keratoconus. On behalf of the National Keratoconus Foundation, thank you for making Clearly KC a reality. Thank you so much for joining us on Clearly KC. Please subscribe and join us next time.